What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, aka Ronald, aka Smooth as Butter, aka the greatest to ever do it, aka Lisa Ann's pool boy. And today we're going to be bringing you a nice video on Michael Pittman, a nice feature film. And this is a beautiful time for a Michael Pittman video because if you have Michael Pittman out there, right now is the perfect sell opportunity. Right now is perfect. There's all of this redraft buzz drumming up over Michael Pittman. All the guys are drafting him in the in round nine of underdog. Make sure if you're new to underdog, you deposit, you use promo code Ron. Shout out to you guys for getting me that code. Now, Michael Pittman is my 1410 on the dynasty ranks on the Patreon wide receiver 68. He's going at the 909 as the wide receiver 40 in drafts right now. He is going five rounds higher than I would have him in 28 wide receiver spots higher than I have him. Now I'm going to, I'm going to dive into this and kind of explain why I'm so low on him and kind of give you the rhyme or reason to that. Now, before I do make sure you subscribe. And if at any point in time during this video, you're fucking with the content or fucking with the words that I'm spitting, make sure you go down below leave a like. It helps us out in the algorithm and it tells YouTube that you guys are fucking with the content, fucking with the channel. You guys have been killing it with that lately. Let's go. So let's break down Pittman brick by brick. Let's first start off with his prospect profile. And the thing about Pittman is that on paper, He's a pretty bad prospect. I, I would almost go as far to say garbage level prospect. He didn't break out until his third year at age 20.9. We typically don't want a player to break out in their 20s. We kind of want 18 or 19 year old breakout. And if not, we want them to break out in their freshman or sophomore season. Pittman was a late bloomer and he didn't go off until he was a junior. And even when he broke out, it was a very small breakout and he was outplayed by younger players or not even outplayed. I wouldn't say outplayed, but he was neck and neck with guys like Amon Ra, St. Brown, and Tyler Vons. And yes, I liked Amon Ra, St. Brown coming out of school, but at the end of the day, he's a fourth round draft pick. A fourth round draft pick who's younger than Michael Pittman should not be outproducing him. Tyler Vons, a guy who is a undrafted free agent, should not be producing at the same level as Michael Pittman at the same age. Now, I will say Pittman played like two to three less games than both of these guys that season. So they're more neck and neck than what the stats show on the screen. But he didn't really separate himself at all is the key takeaway. Then he goes crazy as a senior. He puts up 101 catches, 1,275 yards and 11 touchdowns. But he's also a senior. He's older than everybody. He's faster, bigger, stronger, faster than everybody else. It's cool. But if you played if you played JV up until you were a freshman and then balled out as a senior, it's not as impressive. And the thing is, is that when we dive even a little bit deeper into the advanced numbers, it doesn't look that great. I, I like to look at adjusted receiving yards per team pass attempt, and then we have weighted dominator rating, and it's experience adjusted. These are two of the most predictive stats we have at wide receiver. I'm, I'm going to flash both of them on the screen and let me know if y'all see something. He hits none of the thresholds for a top 24 wide receiver. That's the, the red dots on the graph. And I will say, to be fair, he was out two to three games in his three, third year. He probably makes it above the threshold in year three, but that's still only one breakout season above the, the, the threshold that we want. We usually want like two or three. And he's also coming out as a senior from an analytical perspective, coming out as a senior is bad, breaking out that late is bad, and he's borderline Kadarius Tony bad. But let's take a step back. Let's look at some of the positives. The positives that he has on his profile is size. You know, he has size, athleticism. He's 6'4". 220 93rd percentile speed score and he gets an early second round draft capital pick from the colts now here's the thing this profile sucked in college super athletic second round draft capital that's very interesting that offers a lot of ceiling you know that's 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 like a chase claypool the problem is is that you have to hit in year one with that profile you have to hit in year one if you don't hit in year one 
it doesn't look great. The floor completely falls out because there's no floor at all. But if you hit in year one, there's some floor baked into that. We know guys that produce in year one, they go on to produce the rest of their NFL careers. But if your prospect profile is completely centered around ceiling and you've shown that you're not that good through year one, it's it's tough to to now say that you still have the same ceiling that you had when you came out of school. So as we know, Michael Pittman, he came out here, he face planted. And we know face planters lose 12 or more spots of startup ADP. He lost 14 spots. In my database of 302 wide receivers, 125 have face planted in year one. Only 13 of those 125 have gone on to record a top 24 season. This is really not a good sign for a guy like Pittman with his profile when there's not a lot of floor baked in. He goes out there, he puts up 40 catches for 503 yards and one touchdown in 13 games. He averages 7.6 points per game as the wide receiver 76. And it's not great. And we put it when we take all of his his points per game, his PFF grade and his breakout finder wide receiver model rating into account to find his sophomore comps. It spits out a rough list. Now remember this list is is completely determined by his production, his his film and his prospect profile. With all of those together, he doesn't look great. And I'm even I even gave him the benefit of the doubt because minus 14 is so close to the minus 12 threshold. I even left in the guys who didn't face plant. And even then it doesn't look too pretty. When you look at this list, none of these guys have a top 12 season. None of them have a top five season. You're pretty much looking at a guy who has a coin flip chance to hit a top 24 season with a ceiling of, of Cortland Sutton. And with that, he doesn't have that same upside as an Alshon Jeffrey, as a lot of those guys that really love Michael Pittman, they keep pointing to Alshon Jeffrey and Devontae Adams. He doesn't have that type of ceiling. He, he didn't do enough in year one. He wasn't a good enough prospect to be there. He, he has Nikhil Harry in his range of outcomes, you know, outside clashing X that just flamed out in year one. And if I could re-roll Pittman into somebody else, I would. And we'll, we'll go over my trade targets in a second, but let's go over his career outlook. And based on year one, his performance, his prospect profile, Michael Pittman isn't good at football. To this point, we have not seen Michael Pittman perform at a high level on an NFL football field. Any kind of scenario we're talking for Pittman, it's it's purely imagination, purely projection to say Michael Pittman is a thing, could be an alpha wide receiver in the NFL. I've even seen comps to Mike Evans to say any of that stuff. It is pure projection. He is not on that trajectory. And here's the other thing. I don't care how high they drafted Michael Pittman. I don't care that they drafted him over JT earlier in the draft. I, I literally do not care. This is the same front office. I know Chris Ballard is a great GM, but he he's a great GM probably with O-line and, and all that other shit. But in terms of wide receiver, he already kind of showed his hands to us that he isn't that great at evaluating wide receivers. This is the same guy who took Paris Campbell when he had a 6'4", 228-pound wide receiver staring him dead in the face, and he passed on him for Paris fucking Campbell. I also don't care that Pittman was taken one pick after T. Higgins. Do we care that Justin Jefferson was taken one pick after Jalen Rager? Should we put Jalen Rager up higher because Justin Jefferson was drafted right next to him? Should we have put Ryan Leaf up higher because he was drafted right next to Peyton Manning? Like I, the, the, these weird things that don't actually matter, that don't actually correlate the players performing on the football field are tough for me to take seriously. I've, I've been, and the thing is, you guys might be laughing to yourself. I've seen people in articles on Twitter, take this kind of stuff into account. We've been given new information since he was drafted. And that's what matters. Not what happened back then, not his prospect profile, even though he didn't even have a good prospect profile. Not that he was drafted the pick behind T Higgins, but ahead of Jonathan Taylor. What we know is that in year one, he face planted. He only commanded a 13.8% target share, which was 85th in the NFL last year in a wide receiver room of T.Y. Hilton, Zach Pascal, and nobody else. If he was going to hit, if he was going to emerge, it would have been in year one. If he was going to establish himself at that, as that alpha. And I get he played with Phillip Rivers, 
but so did all of these young rookie wide receivers. You had Claypool play, play with Big Ben. You had LaVisca Chenault play with Jake Lutton and Mike Glennon. You had T. Higgins play with a backup quarterback for most of the season. Same thing with CeeDee Lamb. A lot of these rookie wide receivers, if they're good, they're good. They're going to go out there and perform regardless. You don't have to make excuses for players that are going to end up being good. And the thing is that Philip Rivers, he was actually pretty good last year. They were like a top 10 scoring offense in, in Indianapolis. And the crazy part is, is they even catered Pittman's game to Phil Rivers. He he ran the majority of his routes on slants so that he could be in that range where, where Philip Rivers really likes to target his wide receivers and he still couldn't command the most targets on his offense. He was literally running Philip Rivers bread and butter routes and he still couldn't flash enough to not lose ADP. We want alpha wide receivers that command targets because that's sticky year to year and that dictates pr production. The idea that Pittman's gonna emerge magically in 2021 because there's no competition. I keep on seeing this thing on Twitter. Well, there's nobody else in that wide receiver room. Somebody's gotta catch the passes. That's not how things work. If he was good enough to command targets in an empty wide receiver room, it would have happened last year. And Carson Wentz isn't just gonna come in magically fix everything rivers like i said he he might have a noodle arm but he still was out there commanding a top 10 scoring offense i don't think wentz is going to come in and be this huge upgrade we saw last year wentz actually wasn't that good it's tough to assume it, you're making a lot of assumptions to say that wentz is going to come in here and like right the ship even though it was a high scoring offense last year they just ran the ball a lot that's what it's going to be this year they're going to they're going to run through jonathan taylor that offensive line they're not going to bring wentz in to like magically start airing things out and i get that he had a toe injury in week two he, he missed a couple games but i'm not sure how much we can like contribute the entire season being disappointing to him doing that Ayuk and Chenault missed games as well due to injury they both came back and produced good numbers I just have a hard time just like forgiving Michael Pittman's downfalls in year one as much as these people that are coming around in redraft season are willing to just forgive him for and and the only bright spot for Michael Pittman this is the one thing that I can give you guys if you guys want to if you guys want to hang on to one thing for Michael Pittman his reception perception was decent. He he beat man at a 75 75th percentile rate, which is which is pretty good for an X wide receiver. The thing is though, even Matt Harmon isn't like pounding the table for this guy. He said his reception perception results don't foretell this being a lock, but he has good enough singles to make such a campaign worth betting on. So he's basically saying he shows some prom some promise. And and I I I could concede that too. The reception perception, he he shows some promise. But for him to 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 be this this x wide receiver that you guys think he can be i've seen mike mike evans comparisons i've seen Ashawn jeffrey comparisons he's a worse prospect than both of them he had a worse year one than both of them and the crazy part is that i've even seen people say that he can be in the range for 130 targets in 2021 guys this is a run first team and this is also a team reich loves to rotate these wide receivers zach pascal is going to get more targets than any of us are ready for this is a team that likes to go four wide receivers deep they rotate things i can't give you a rhyme or reason why but it's what reich likes to do if you go back and you look at the snap shares he likes to rotate out four wide receivers even though he doesn't run four wide receiver sets he runs three wide receiver sets two wide receiver sets and he still shoves zach pascal in there and he didn't just shove zach pascal in there when when players got hurt from week one, Zach Pascal was getting snaps. And the crazy part is, like I said, 130 targets, I've seen people say. Mike Clay, one of the best projectors out there, he has him for 87 targets, 54 catches, 683 yards, and four touchdowns as the wide receiver 64. And I'd say that sounds about right. I think that, that, like, that that's reasonable, but that's not where he's being projected. That's not where he's being drafted at. That's not where he's being treated in Dynasty right now. So given what we know about Michael Pittman, we know that he's a, a bad bet. And here's the crazy part. I used ADP for, for face planners from May to May. So I used May 2020 to May 2021. Pittman lost ADP. But from May to now in July, Pittman has regained ADP because the redraft guys are pumping him up, year two breakout season, all that. And it's bringing his price back up to a spot 
where if you have Michael Pittman, this is a rare spot. You get a redo. You you get an oopsie. Oh, I, I drafted Michael Pittman. I haven't sold him yet. You get an oopsie. Right now, he is going at a spot where you can change him out for Terrace Marshall or Rondell Moore. Or you can even throw in like a 2022 third and get Elijah Moore or Bateman. Get one of those four wide receivers. I love all those four wide receivers and just, just re-roll that upside. Michael Pittman is a guy with a bad prospect profile. Didn't hit in year one. You can now re-roll that into wide receivers that have a good prospect profile, could hit in year one, and be on a way better trajectory than Michael Pittman a year from now. But that's my rant for today, fellas. So I'm telling you, if you have Michael Pittman, go trade him away. I'm not I'm not saying that he can't be the next Cortland Sutton. I'm not saying he can't be the next Michael Gallup. But given his price right now, you have this rare opportunity where you can cash in. Let me know down below in the comments if I made any sense on that. If you guys agree with me, if you don't agree with me, give me the bull case on Michael Pittman. Explain to me where I went wrong with this video. As always, you can find my rankings on the Patreon. I'll have that link down below in the description, patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. And also, I, I don't say this enough, but I upload a lot of these. I would say I upload like 99% of these YouTube videos as MP3 files to my podcast. I have it down below. Uh, Apple Music and Spotify. I don't really get much from you guys listening on there as opposed to YouTube, but I'm somebody I'm a I'm a I have to listen to things. I don't sit down and watch videos, especially because I you guys know I deliver for DoorDash and shit. So the way I consume fantasy content is listening to it. So I figure there's some of you guys out there that probably like to listen more than you like to watch. So if you guys like to listen more than you like to watch, check the, those links out, subscribe to the podcast. Um, as always, you can follow me at Ron Store underscore on Twitter. And I'll see you guys in the next one.